Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Careers Advice. I'm Scott Keyes and I'm delighted to be back in the studio to record the final episode of our third season. I'm pleased to be joined by Kate Beckwith, Senior Manager from our Tax Workforce Team and our Director of Community Engagement and the PwC Foundation, David Adair. Our topic for today will focus on how we give back to our communities at PwC. Kate, David, thank you both for joining us today in the London studios. This is an episode that I'm really looking forward to. So can we start the episode with you sharing an introduction to yourself? Kate, if you'll be happy to go first, please. Yeah, sure. So I actually joined PwC about seven or eight years ago on the audit graduate scheme, uh, completed all my exams and then quickly realised that there was a side of me that I hadn't had a chance to do a lot of and wanted to do a bit more sort of consulting work. And so I transitioned about four years ago to do a little bit more culture transformation, change communications work. And so I've been specialising in that for the last two years. So I feel like I've had a career of two sides, um, but the combinations really worked for me. And, and that's what really attracted me to the firm was the ability to do a number of different things in the same place. Amazing. Thank you. And the same question to you, David. Yeah, well, I joined the firm 22 years ago uh, from the voluntary sector. So I originally was an actor, um, uh, trained as an actor and had my own theatre company touring prisons. And that's when I got involved in community work and then worked for the Prince's Trust and PwC audit the Prince's Trust. So I came on board uh, through, the, through that route. Two different journeys. Wow. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Okay, thank you. So as you all know from listening to our previous episodes, um, we like to open a conversation with our guests um, to share their most human moment. Um, in recent weeks, we've had some real crackers over the series. Um, so, David, if you could go first, if you could share your most human moment, maybe from something earlier on in your career or something that's happened yeah, most recently? Yeah, sure. And, and when it was, when I was working for the Prince's Trust in Brixton, which was trying to create that in an inner city environment, it was very big in Scotland and Wales, uh, but not in an inner city environment. So uh, we worked hard to develop a training programme there. And Nelson Mandela came to print to Brixton with wow. Prince Charles wow. and I got to meet Nancil Mandela and he shook my hand and said keep up the good work and I thought well I can retire now and that was 30 years ago wow <laughs> so yeah oh my god that's a powerful start it is <laughs> Kate can, can you can you read David's well I definitely can't moment? beat it um and I'd gone in a slightly different direction with my thinking so this is quite interesting so um on the topic of volunteering I uh, volunteering's already always been a part of my life and my mother used to work for women's aid when I was sort of in my early teens and I think I've lived like quite a sheltered quite a privileged life and so being able to go into work with her in the holidays was a real was a real eye-opener and I'm really pleased I did it because I think it actually gave me a really good perspective from a very young age so one of my most human moments was volunteering with them trying to get the sort of space ready for a Christmas party and they had these fabulous decorations all over the walls that I was helping to staple I sort of turned to the lady organizing it and said where where has this come from what is this stuff you know, how much did it cost you? And she said, no, no, we've got no budget for this at all. Um, this is the foil top from milk that you get delivered to your houses. Yeah, yeah. But it's the offcuts. So it was all the circles had been cut out for the foil tops. This was all the leftovers from the local dairy company. And it hadn't even crossed my mind that this kind of one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm. And it, it completely transformed the space. And so my human moment is realising that what an organisation would think is complete sort of waste byproduct, mm. you know, of what they actually produce could mean so much to another organisation when put in a completely different context. 
And I have to say, since then, I've found that I'm much more resourceful at thinking, you know, actually, could could I be doing something else with this offcut from yeah. either what I'm making or, or doing crafting at home or when I'm working, thinking about helping one organisation, I'll think, actually, this this is actually a bit of a byproduct mm. from something else. Yeah. And yeah, it was quite an eye-opening experience in t- in general, working with uh, Women's Aid, but that's one moment that I think has continually stuck with me. Yeah, okay, brilliant, thank you. So for our listeners listeners listening in, keep your milk bottle tops because they could be useful <laughs> so to someone useful. else. <laughs> Never know where they might be needed, right? <laughs> thank you. So David, as the Director of Community Engagement and the PwC Foundation, um, please could you provide an overview of the community work we do as a firm? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, as Kate mentioned, you know, we give a lot back, but we also gain a lot from volunteering. Staff at PwC get a lot of technical training, but not so much of the softer skills, such as listening, empathy. And it's a great way to build those skills through volunteering. And we have lots of opportunities, such as working with social enterprise, social mobility, uh, our focus area is mental health and well-being. And then we've got the foundation where our charities are Crisis and Hospice UK. But I think one of the sort of jewels in the crown is One Firm One Day, uh, known as Offod, where we galvanise the whole firm across the UK to share their skills. And we want 50% of our volunteering to be skills-based. So that old adage of accountants painting walls badly <laughs> is a very old-fashioned one. And yeah. so now it really is about sharing skills. But again, we get a lot from it. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. And at a more local and individual level, um, you touch upon one firm one day um, and the volunteering opportunities that our people get involved in at PwC. Um, it'll be great to hear about some examples of volunteering you've been you've been involved in and if you found that you've taken any skills or learnings back to your day-to-day role um yeah kate we'll start with you yeah well david you mentioned about accountants painting walls well thankfully (laughs) i I wasn't an accountant painting a wall but um when i was on my audit team we we regularly took part in in offod and i have to say it is a fantastic day just to get everyone out the office as you say learning different skills spending time doing different things and giving and giving back but learning a lot so we spent the day in one of the southeast london's local parks um clearing some of the um overgrown shrubbery clearing trees and creating much more space for people to enjoy the parks or creating clear pathways which sort of contributed towards safety as well for all for everyone using it um and it it was you know a very very different skill set but actually practical organization um you know divvying up the work it was a very different type of collaboration but it was still our team getting to know each other in a really different environment doing something that was was fun enjoyable but also really delivered something practical back to our local community so not quite painting walls but something a little bit different but challenged us and i really enjoyed that and it's nice to get that time out of the office with your peers as well yeah yeah and and actually you know not Skills-based volunteering isn't for everybody. I mean, there are <laughs> mental health benefits to going out doing Hugely. environmental volunteering, getting out in the fresh air, and, and as you say, having a real impact that way. Mm. Mm. And, and David, yourself with the volunteering that you've been involved in, have you learned much from the volunteering you've done, been involved with? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I think the most best example really is social enterprises they're really resourceful as Kate mentioned Mm. earlier about how charities are resourceful some of them are one person bands sort of really work on their own so 
when you come from a large firm like PwC, you may never see the impact of, of what you're working on. But when you're sort of mentoring or doing a masterclass with a social enterprise, they pick up what advice you're giving them yeah. really and take it to heart. Uh, I think organisations like the Black Swimming Association, who 90% of black people live near water and can't swim, and there's this small charity having a huge impact on that is, is so resourceful. Yeah. And you come back into the firm and bring that innovation and, and sort of integrity back into the firm. Yeah. I remember the uh, one... One of the days that I done for offered one firm one day. Just want to clarify <laughs> to the listeners, <laughs> yeah. um, was we went to a like a look, from from memory, it was like a community hall, um, and at the back of the community hall there was a big warehouse, and it was just before Christmas time, maybe early December, late November time, um, and it was stocked with like thousands of toys, games, teddy bears, and th- all these um, items have been. Um, Donated, uh, donated yeah. from the local community, and it was to uh, provide to uh, unprivileged children, so children that go without Christmas presents. And at the time, I just uh, had a new daughter, um, <sighs> and it kind of hit home. Yeah, and you, you collecting these toys for these children you, just makes you think, we how lucky we are to be in the position that we've got. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a good point, but. I think sometimes we forget how fortunate we are at PwC mm-hmm. and just by doing something small or spending a few hours volunteering can have a huge impact. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's great to work with you know children, small organisations that you mentioned. I actually do a bit of work with the PwC Pantomime, which ho- hopefully we can come on to talk a bit more about in a second. But those kind of opportunities, they we're really privileged, I think, at this firm to be able to have so many chances to do that and, and learn so much and give back at the same time. It is so rewarding. Yeah. Any of our listeners, if you get a chance to do some volunteering, I'd highly, obviously speaking to David and Kate here, <laughs> recommend <laughs> to do it. It's it's great. It's amazing. Kate, you mentioned the PwC Panto. Um, it would be great to hear more about this and what it is exactly and how can our listeners get involved if they were to join PwC? Yeah, well, first of all, I can say that I actually got involved the day before I received my staff pass. So I have been involved in this for longer than I've actually been a firm employee. (laughs) And it is the most amazing um, opportunity. So we uh, deliver a pantomime, a different one every single year. Um, it's something that we write ourselves, we arrange our own music, we make our own costumes, make our own props, uh, we sing, we dance, and it's all PwC uh, firm employees or alumni as well. So we have some alumni that come back and get and still get involved, which is fantastic. The real purpose of it is to give children and charitable organisations um, a chance to take time out of their day, whatever it is they're dealing with, any challenges, and come and enjoy a night or an afternoon at the theatre, all to spark the love and appreciation of the arts and, and experience the magic of theatre. Because I think sometimes theatre can be quite inaccessible. And particularly for schools trying to organise a trip, that takes a lot of organisation, funding, you know, from parents as well, possibly, or carers. And that takes a lot. So to be able to provide free transport, free tickets to these uh, to these children is is fantastic. And we also have quite a lot of fun, yeah. if I'm honest, putting it on. Um, and, and again, it comes back to, as you said, David, learning softer skills. This is about developing resilience. You know, things don't always go to plan, but the show must go on. So really learning how to pull together under pressure. Um, and, and as I said, just have a lot of fun. It is one of the biggest, I think, investments we do as a firm in terms of our work with the, within the communities. 
And it doesn't just happen in London. We do a week long run in London every single year. Um, but we also take the show on tour to a different city in the UK. Um, and so we've been recently to Glasgow, Birmingham, Nottingham, um, and this year we're going to Cardiff. And in addition to obviously supporting local charities in, in that area by giving tickets away, every single year we also partner up with a different charity. So last year we worked with Become, which supported um, care leavers. Uh, and this year we're working with Red Balloon. Uh, and they're a charitable organisation that um, provides safe learning environments for children who maybe have self-excluded due to bullying, mental health. Um, and it is incredible to work with a charity like that and also be able to say not only we're going to raise money for you with buckets and card yep. you know card readers at the end but also to say plus we'd love to give you some tickets and come and experience theatre and and really immerse yourself for a few hours it ticks a hell of a lot of boxes doesn't it It does yeah and we work very closely together on <laughs> yeah. this because we ensure that all the schools that come off from our social mobility schools that we work with uh, through volunteering in the new world new skills program so it's a great opportunity as you say for many of them to see live theatre the first time yeah, yeah. I, I, I know one of my uh, peers um, was involved in the pantomime a couple of years ago and, and they every day were coming to work with a, the biggest smile on their face. <laughs> they couldn't wait to get out and rehearse. It continues, tiring, long, long days. However, yeah. they say it's the best thing they've done. Yeah, I think we do regularly a solid nine hours a week of our own free time after work on a weekend rehearsing. Um, it very quickly does not become a chore. I yeah. think the first rehearsal you think, gosh, this is going to be a lot on top of a full-time job, very quickly becomes one of the highlights of your week, as you said. So that story doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah. We hear a lot, a lot of similar stories. So great networking, but also, you're, yeah, you're right. I think I come to work with a massive smile on my face. Yeah. And this year I'm, I'm a, one of the producers. And so, yeah, working, as David says, really closely to engage with our local schools and charities. Um, and this year we're, we're doing props workshops. So we're going into schools or hoping to go into schools and actually make props that will then appear on the stage. So the children aren't just having an immersive experience in the sense of being at the theatre they're going to be able to point and actually see themselves and things that they've made on the stage. And I love that we kind of cross that ba that barrier yeah. as well. I can imagine when you're performing or, or in production, you can see the children as they're walking in, I made that. Yes. I made that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's for all for amazing calls. Um, and so much work from our people must go into the production of the show. So how are you supported by your teams internally to balance the time that goes into the panto with your day-to-day -day role? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we work really closely with David and the community affairs team and, and they have always been big champions of everything that we do. So we have great support there. We're also really lucky that we have not only an executive producer who, who is a partner within the firm, who's been involved for many years himself. Um, I'll give Brian a little shout out <laughs> there. Um, but he helps to really bring the partnership closer uh, and help us in terms of, you know, really exciting opportunities. But he also helps us in challenging conversations when, when challenges do come up. Um, we also have fantastic support of the board. I must mention our chief people officer, Ian Elliott. Um, having the board sponsorship and the you know obviously the, it takes a lot of financial commitment as well to deliver this um it's so important so i think having that 
level of yeah championing at the very top of our firm cameos from most if not all of the board members as well at the very top of the show <laughs> really demonstrates I think how much support goes into this across the firm um, as well as working with then the local chief you know partner who's uh, head of the office where we go on tour it is a real firm-wide commitment all, through all levels so yes we have it right at the top but within our own teams all of our line managers very supportive of the time off that's needed to be at the theatre performing um, and if not we try and keep as much as we can to volunteering free time yeah. things like that so there's never been any real challenges or you felt under I mean I, I suppose it comes in times peaks and troughs where oh yeah you know, there's client commitments that oh absolutely oh and absolutely and, and of course you know this is all about finding balance and and to be honest I've as an auditor, I mean, January, when we typically perform the shows, has always been a peak busy period for auditors. And I've, I have to, I think it was four or five years I was in audit, you know, working on incredibly busy projects at the time. I've taken part in the pantomime every single year that I've been at this firm with no problems. It's all about finding a balance that works for your team and your client. Um, and so, yeah, being able to deliver on both sides, right? Still yep. meeting deadlines, but also getting to the theatre on time and into makeup and costume, etc. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. So this ties in uh, with our last episode uh, where we mentioned that we were seeing more and more importance placed on purposeful careers by candidates. Um what information or advice would you both share with candidates that want a career where they can make a difference to their local communities? David, I'll give that to you first. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think you need to work in a non-client facing role to be able to have a purpose and give something back to the community. That would be my advice. People from tax, people from audit, as you can see, mm -hmm. get a lot from volunteering. And the firm are very generous. We give six days a year to volunteer. And, you know, compared to some of our competitors, which is two, so make the most of it, make the most of the time that you're given, make the most of gaining those skills that you might want to develop through volunteering. And you can you get so much out of it yourself so that would be my advice amazing thank you and the same to you please Kate yeah I, I think it is about I think it is about finding what makes you really tick because you're right if you find that there is a a real reason to get out of bed and and I mean that in the sense of really understanding what it is that you're doing that means that the overall uh, finished article is complete and and I and I think you can find that anywhere I agree I agree with you in in terms of whatever role it is if it's not in the minutiae of what you're doing you know think about the big picture because actually especially audit work I'd say is very purposeful you know we're yeah. really about building trust you know it's about providing assurance to to shareholders and sometimes that can be pension funds, you know, and, and that's really, really purposeful if you actually step back. So I think it's really important. Um, so I would definitely think to candidates is think about the role, but think about the big picture. You know, where does this role sit? What is it actually providing? So it might not be the minutiae of the day to day, but most roles, I think, in any organisation, but especially here, there is a bigger purpose behind them. And I think understanding that unlocks your own ability to enjoy and, mm. and deliver a yeah. really high quality. And we, we mention this in most podcasts that we do, it's around being curious as well. Yeah. You know, the, a job title is a job title, but there's a lot more meat to the bone mm. of that job title. And there's a lot of opportunity um, to expand and go down different avenues, different routes, once you get into any firm, even PwC and bigger organisations as well. Mm. Okay, thank you for both, both for that. So. With everything we've discussed today, it's clear that we value our community work highly at PwC, 
but this is an ever-evolving space and the work we do will continue to grow. Looking ahead, what is your vision for the future community work for us as an organisation and an employer? Um, David? Well, I would say with technology and digital skills and sharing those skills, um, you know, the voluntary sector are way behind where we are in our development in that area with AI, with technology, with cybersecurity, and all these things are going to affect the voluntary sector. So we, by sharing our skills in that space, can have a really big impact. So I would see volunteering moving a lot more in those areas. And do, do you think the, the, the six days that PwC are provided, is there enough people that take the opportunity to make the most or use this full six days? Yeah, well, the average usage is, is two. It's a bit like the Church of England. Not everybody uses it, but they <laughs> yeah. like to know it's there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody volunteering. But, um, yeah, we, we have about 30% take-up of volunteering, which is, is high. And, uh, you know, most people fit it in, as, as Kate said, around their day job, and we're yeah. very conscious of that, you know, when people are busy during audit season, you know, and then we have one firm one day in May. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of opportunities for people to, to use that okay, time. Brilliant. brilliant. Thank you very much. So to end each episode, we'd like to ask our guests what advice they would offer a past version of themselves. So thinking back 10-plus years ago, um, what would you say to yourself? I'll start off with you, Kate. So I... I if I cast my mind back to where I was 10 years ago, I was um, failing to get into internships. I was at university applying and applying and never, never getting through. Um, and I now look back and I realise exactly why. I, I wasn't applying for the right role. Um, and actually, when the right role did come up, it was so easy to write the cover letter. It was so easy to go to the interview. It was really easy to answer the questions. And it was because I was really passionate about what it was talking about and the work that I'd be doing. So my advice is make sure you can find joy in what you're doing, whether it's in, you know, through app applying to programs or actually if you're in a job. If you can find joy and you can find passion in that, it will be the easiest thing for you to do. And actually, you'll, it, time will fly. I can't really believe I've been here eight or nine or eight and a half years. It, it has absolutely flown by. And if I'm really honest, it boils down to the fact that I have been happy for 90% of the time that I've been here. Um, and that's, I think what it is find joy and could we say that it doesn't feel like work it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> sometimes it sometimes it does i'll be honest um but i've been happy i've been yeah. really happy and i think that is absolutely critical brilliant thank you and the same to you david 10 plus years back yeah well a bit, bit further than that but um, picking <laughs> up what kate said yeah i think particularly in the current climate be resilient you know don't take knockbacks too personally mm. uh, look at your transferable skills you know coming from the voluntary sector into the corporate sector was a big move for me um you know i wish i'd had more confidence in those transferable skills and i think you know people should look at the skills that they have and see how they can fit into the roles that are available amazing i think that you've, you've both obviously had complete different journeys to where you are today yeah and it's really really interesting to see one side to the other um volunteering applying from failing at internships yeah uh, or applications yeah. <laughs> um yeah no both thank you thank you so much um that's the end of our questions so a huge thank you to kate um and david for sharing your experiences experiences with us today i'm sure our listeners will have learned something new and have hopefully found the discussion inspiring we really hope you enjoyed this episode. To our listeners, please, if you want to go back and listen to recent episodes, including season one and two, head over to Let's Chat Careers Advice on Spotify, Apple Music, or by typing it into your web browser. 
If you're interested in exploring careers at PwC, head over to our website, pwc.co.uk forward slash careers. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all our listeners that have tuned in to listen to the podcast this series. Charlotte and I have been really taken back by the amazing interaction and feedback we've had. It really does mean a lot to us. So all that leaves me to say is I hope you all have a lovely break and a very, very happy new year. Thanks for listening and take care. Mm -hmm.